0: Hi, this is jovi my name is charlie and you're listening to bed crime Crime Stories. stories this is a weekly true crime podcast
1: where we pour ourselves a drink and we take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night
0: welcome to another episode 101 and i mean you're here listening now so you made it through our mega episode last week yes and we thank you because we know it was mega yeah and it was a (laughs) lot longer than our normal episodes but yes hopefully you guys enjoyed it because it it was it was a lot it was a lot Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm yeah um i was gonna oh okay so before we get into what we're watching and reading or whatever i have a very funny story to share tell the funny story so my my stepdaughter um whom i'll call miami she went to Columbia on vacation with her fiance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're on vacation, having a good time. She had a, a couple of dranky drinks and they got their version of an Uber. I don't know if it's called an Uber over in Colombia or if they call it something else, mm-hmm. but they got their version of an Uber. And the guy was driving down this like really dark road. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of pulled over to the side of the road and stopped and basically, she's like, not today, motherfucker. And she jumped out of the car, ran and yeeted herself off of a mountain.
1: <laughs> well,
0: <laughs> because she's like, I, I've listened to enough true crime podcasts. I've, I've watched enough documentaries. I am not dying today. <laughs> yeah.
1: Not today, Satan. Not today.
0: No, no but when I when I heard the story, I, I, I laughed a lot because the <laughs> mental image is just fantastic. I mean, she's okay. That is good. She's okay. She did get a little hurt, but you know,
1: she's fine. <laughs> yes. Ye- Eating yourself fine. off a mountain will will tend to do that too. Yes, hurt just a little bit.
0: Yes, yes, yes. So keep that in mind, folks. When you're out, you know, having a couple of drinky drinks, mm-hmm. you're you, you, don't eat yourself off a mountain.
1: <laughs> no, no. But also be very much aware. No matter how much you're drinking, be very much aware of what's happening around you.
0: That is a correct. So, with that being said charlie are you watching slash reading anything i'm
1: okay so you know that i had taken like a little bit of a break from true crimey things Mm -hmm. um i have restarted watching true crimey things Mm -hmm. um i watched the first episode of the new dahmer series on netflix which was good creepy creepy Okay. Um. Only watched the first episode though. I like needed. Okay. So it's like so good and so creepy that I needed to like just watch one and then kind of step away mm-hmm. a
0: little bit.
1: Hmm. Um. So that was really really good. <laughs> I'm watching or I watched the limited series on Netflix about the real Bling Ring.
0: Oh, that's right. You were mentioning that. You were mentioning that. How yeah. was that? Um. It was the most the most
1: infuriating (laughs) documentary I've ever watched in my life Mm, mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. because
1: they interviewed now, they only interviewed two of all of the people who wound up getting arrested for the, they're (sighs) aggravating. (laughs) They're so (laughs) aggravating. And like, I really am curious if they realized that when they were being interviewed, like they were making fun of them. Probably not. Or the way that they're going to edit it is very mean. (laughs) So like, I'm, I'm hoping that they're not, they're not that well, we all, we all know that they're actually awful, but like, yes, I'm hoping they're not still that awful Mm. because they're edited to still be incredibly awful. Fair. Fair. It's just, it's very, very interesting to me. Um, Yeah, it was. it's infuriating. I watched, I watched almost the entire thing. I'm on the last episode and maybe have 20 minutes left. Mm. And I like, I was like, I can't, I can't, I can't anymore. I hate these people. I hate all of them. And I had to get up and walk away and went to bed because I was just like, I hate every single person that's on the show.
0: Wow. That's serious. It was, that is serious. Yeah.
1: It wasn't that it was bad. They were all just incredibly frustrating.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, even when Nikki did the story over a year ago. They were just listening about them was extremely infuriating. infuriating. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it now.
1: Yeah. And I also watched um an episode of 2020 cuz I actually really enjoyed 2020's like murder stuff.
0: Me too. It was really um, good. It was,
1: yeah, it was really good. It was called The Last Hunt. Uh-huh. And it was about this couple that went on safari in africa to like go big game hunting Mm -hmm. which i hate to begin with
0: yeah yeah
1: it's awful but whatever um and the dude wound up murdering his wife
0: oh my god yeah like on purpose yes very much so oh shit (laughs) very
1: much on purpose yeah well
0: the no the reason why i asked is because they went big game hunting so i don't know maybe he accidentally shot her but
1: no he shot her in their cabin the day that they were leaving
0: oh okay yeah no that's there's no it wasn't like it wasn't
1: that. a case of like mistaken identity like oh, yeah. i thought
0: she was a giraffe no no, <laughs> no, no. no, no. there was no, no giraffe in the in the in the house that they were staying in Mm-mm. he killed her wow straight up killed her all right
1: mm-hmm. very. Interesting. and i swear there was something else that i watched and now i can't remember I feel like there was something else that I watched that was really good. And like, while I was watching, I was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this.
0: Mm.
1: And now I can't remember. Mm. I think it was on Netflix. And now I can't remember. What the fuck? All right. I'll try to search my brainium and okay. maybe on the next episode, I'll share it. Okay. That what sounds a like ass. a plan.
0: It's gone. That sounds like it's a gone. plan. It's just, it's it'll come back. back. Gone. It'll come back. Um, so were but- you watching or reading Joves? i am not watching anything nice. um <laughs> to be honest we haven't had air conditioning for almost 10 days so sitting in front of the tv that emanates heat has not been a good time yeah so i i have not watched anything i have not read anything um yeah oh god I was boring these last 10 days <laughs> how dare you oh my gosh so no I, I do apologize but I do have a list of things I want to watch um, mm. both the Dahmer thing and the blingering thing are on that list so mm-hmm. hopefully I'll get to watch that soon and then we can compare notes
1: we can compare notes
0: yes yes yes, yes. so yeah that's that's my boring uh, that's my boring life <laughs> instead of my so called life my boring yes, life my mm-hmm.
1: boring life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's all right Mm-hmm. It's all right. It happens. It we does. all need to take a little break. You figure the couple of weeks before that, I hadn't really been watching anything true crimey. I was like, I needed to save my brain from all the awfulness.
0: This is true. This is very true. Uh, very, very true.
1: Yep. All right. Well, my friend, I think it's time for us to jump into our bad crime story tonight.
0: I think you're right. I yes. think you're right. Yes. So I am going to take it away. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, please. this story that i'm about to do for this episode was actually another listener suggestion yay Woo-hoo. this is awesome guys keep them coming please mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because all right so this one was sent in by laura and thank you very much for that thank you mm-hmm. for listening to our our begging and pleading and <laughs> just like basically crying because we want you to you guys to submit things so thank yes. you yes exactly. thank you very much um and i actually i i heard of this story beforehand um like i knew the what happened but i really didn't know mm-hmm. details about it so thank you for bringing this back to our attention and i'm 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 happy to be covering it uh so today i'm going to be doing the murder of skylar niece mm. Um, And my sources are All That's Interesting, um, an article by William DeLong, of course, Wikipedia, Mm -hmm. um, a show called See No Evil, and it was season one, episode six.
1: I love See No Evil.
0: (laughs) Um, It was, yeah. It was actually a really good show. And I'm like, ooh, I need, to, I need to go back and watch the rest yeah. of these. <laughs> That's
1: such a good true crime show.
0: Yes, it's very, very mm-hmm. good. Um, another one was InvestigationDiscovery.com, an article by Robin Raven. ABCnews.com, article by Gail Dutch and Alexa, Ve- Valente? Alexa Valente. And l.com an article by Holly malaya yeah uh, that one shocked me too but i think it's because um it's a story about such a young victim yeah yeah i like i got it and that was that article on l was amazing Mm -hmm. like it was so long and the things that were in it were it makes you think you know it makes you Mm
1: all
0: right so we're going to jump right in Skylar Annette Niece was born on February 10th, 1996, um, and she was your typical American teenager growing up in a small sleepy town in West Virginia um, called Morgantown. She attended university high school and was an honor student with a big, bright future. Just like most teenagers, Skylar was all about posting her thoughts on social media.
1: Social media,
0: Yeah. And now social media does play a big part in this, mm-hmm. which is why I wanted to put that up in the forefront. hmm. Skyler, Sheila, Eddie and Rachel Shove were an inseparable trio. She had known Sheila since she was eight years old and was more and Sheila was more like family than a friend. Both Mary and Dave niece, Skyler's parents, treated Sheila as if she were their own. Sheila met Rachel during their freshman year and it was from then on that the girls became close.
1: Hmm.
0: Um, It has been said by her parents that Skyler served as an emotional rock for the other two girls. Both their parents were divorced and since she was an only child that had two loving parents that wanted everything for her, she wanted to show them that love and support that mm-hmm. they were lacking, I'm guessing. Right. Um, and she also, because her parents encouraged her to be her own person, she wanted to do that. She wanted to kind of spread the love yeah, yeah, yeah. and make them feel the same Mm-hmm. Sheila was the fun-loving girl of the trio, while Rachel was the exact opposite. She was well-liked and enjoyed being in school plays, but she came from a strict Catholic family and idolized Sheila for her wild and carefree attitude. Thanks to the age of technology and social media, it became clear that the trio had underlying tensions with each other. Hmm. Skylar tweeted things like this May 31st, 2012 post, quote, you're a two-faced bitch and obviously fucking stupid if you thought I wouldn't find out.
1: Ooh. ooh.
0: Yes. Drama. And then earlier that spring, she also tweeted, quote, too bad my friends are having lives without me. End quote.
1: Yeah. She really said FAA. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) FD. Fuck around and find out. (laughs) No, that's wrong. Fuck around.
0: (laughs) F-A-A-F-O. F-A-F-O. F-A-F-O fuck around find out <laughs> yes she basically said that mm-hmm. uh, she was under the impression that Sheila and Rachel were becoming closer friends without her yeah and it's reading this L article apparently there was over 9,000 tweets between the three of them most of which were obviously cryptic yeah. and like they had samples of what was being said and I'm like oh my god this is totally high school it was cr- Yeah. I mean, obviously they they were in high school, but still, they can make a book with all this shit that they said back and forth to each other. You know, the internet's forever, guys. The internet is forever. A classmate that th- that knew all three of the girls mentioned that Sheila and Skylar were fighting a lot. And during a rehearsal that he had with Rachel, she, quote, had her phone up to her ear and she was laughing. She was like, listen to this. Sheila and Skylar were fighting, but Skylar didn't know that Sheila had put her on three way calling and mm. Rachel was listening in. So she pulled a mean girls, in other words.
1: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I've been I- a victim of the three way call. Yes.
0: You know what? If you, if you haven't been a victim of a three-way call, you have. You were never lived. a
1: teenage girl. <laughs> no,
0: no, you were not. No, you were not. Cause yeah. they were dangerous. Oh. They were dangerous. On July 6, 2012, Skylar snuck out of her bedroom window around 1230 AM to meet up with the two girls that she thought were her best friends. Sheila and Rachel invited her out to go smoke marijuana with them in a wooded area that was right across the Pennsylvania border. Uh, they went there a lot so she like when they were driving to the woods she wasn't like where are we going guys right right, right. She was like right. oh, it was okay. like their hang
1: spot correct
0: yeah. correct and it was secluded so they couldn't they wouldn't get caught um mm-hmm. doing the pot smoking the pot doing the dubs doing the dubs what skylar didn't know was that sheila and rachel were planning to murder her at their spot that night before going to pick her up the girls loaded the trunk of Sheila's car with paper towels, a change of clothes, cleaning cloths, bleach, a shovel and knives. So Jesus. basically a kill kit. Yeah. <laughs> and um that's just that's just terrible. That's I I don't understand how a 16 2 16-year-old girls could be like, "Okay, well we're just going to do this." Like it's one thing yeah to to talk about it or even joke around and being like i'm gonna kill her you know like whatever but yes yeah i i just it it blows my mind it just Mm -hmm. it blows my mind um they also wore hoodies despite how warm it was so that they could conceal the knives that they were going to use to kill skylar like in the pockets and in the sleeves They made their way into the wooded area. Both Sheila and Rachel asked if she had a lighter because they, of course, conveniently forgot it back in the car. Mm. Skylar turned to walk back to the car and grab it. And on the count of three, which was their agreed upon signal, both girls jumped on Skylar and started to attack. She tried her hardest to break free from the two girls, and she was actually able to make it a few feet away. But they ultimately caught up with her. At one point, Skylar managed to get Rachel's knife and cut her ankle in an attempt to defend herself, but Sheila kept stabbing her. Um, in a later interview with the authorities, she said that she stopped counting after 50 with how many times she stabbed her. Like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Wow. Just, mm-hmm. Okay. The girls planned on burying Skylar, but the ground was too hard and rocky. Instead, they just placed her body only a few steps from the road and covered her with branches, dirt, and rocks. Before leaving the scene, the girls changed into the clean clothes that they had brought and went home as if nothing ever happened. Okay. The way I typed this out and the way I kept reading it back to myself, I'm like, this is right, right? Her father came home. Um, He had an overnight shift. So he Mm -hmm. came home on a break so that he could basically give Skylar the car so Mm. she could go to work. So she had to bring him back to work. So she had a vehicle. Yeah. yeah. When he went in the house, he called Skylar's name. Nothing. No answer. Nothing. He went up to her room, knocked on the door. Still nothing. When he went to open it, it was it was locked. So he Mm. had to go and get a hanger to unlock it and when he opened the door he saw that her bed was still made and it definitely wasn't slept in mm. so he panicked a little bit and i mean rightfully so
1: and correctfully so
0: yes um he immediately called mary to let her know that she wasn't home mary wasn't concerned at first because she just figured that she was spending the like she was hanging out with her friends the night before and passed it out at their house mm-hmm. or something along those lines. Cause she, she did do that every once in a while and they trusted her cause she was a responsible teenager. Yeah. She assured Dave that they'd find her. She suggested to call some of her friends to see if they'd seen her. And the first person that he called was of course, Sheila. He asked her if she was with Skylar to which her answer was no. And then he asked her when the last time she had spoke to her was. And she said around midnight the night before. Mm-hmm. Right after the phone call with Skylar's supposed best friend, Dave went outside to have a cigarette. It was then that he noticed that there was a small black bench outside of Skylar's bedroom window that was open. Mm. It became obvious at that point that Skylar had snuck out the night before. When Mary gets home from work, she assures Dave that she's due to be at work at four o'clock. And they both know that she's never missed a day of work, was never late. Mm -hmm. So she's like, all right, we'll see what happens at four o'clock. Okay, Mm -hmm. so they gave her until then, Um, before they even had the chance to call Wendy's, which is where she worked. Wendy's called them asking if she was going to make it in for her shift that day. (sighs) They knew that their daughter didn't run away because her cell phone charger, toothbrush and toiletries were still in, in her room. Yeah, they knew something was wrong. It was at this point that they reported her missing. Later that day, Sheila called Skylar's parents to tell them what happened the night before. According to her, the trio snuck out the night before and they drove around Star City, were getting high, and that herself and Rachel dropped Skylar off back home. She Hmm. also mentioned that when they took her home, they actually dropped her off at the end of the street so that when Skylar snuck back in, she wouldn't wake her parents. It'd be Mm -hmm. quick. Couldn't hear the car, blah, blah, blah. Yeah right 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 okay and she also said that um they picked her up around 11 o'clock and dro- and dropped her back home uh just before midnight footage was pulled from that night thanks to the security camera that was set up outside the niece's apartment a car is seen pulling up to the apartment around twelve thirty a.m five minutes later the grainy video shows skylar sneaking out of her room and slipping into the car which then drives away on July 7th, Sheila and her mother helped Skylar's parents canvass the neighborhood looking for her, going door to door, asking anyone if they seen anything, heard anything, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and at that point, Rachel left for a Catholic summer camp for two weeks. <laughs> Convenient. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I bet she had a real interesting time in confession Right?
0: Camp. <laughs> right. Uh, The nieces stated that Sheila would call them every day asking if there were any updates on Skylar's whereabouts and if they'd heard anything from her. So she was basically acting like she she was no way involved. This was a shock to her. She was just as, you know, scared and, you know, playing the part. She was playing Mm -hmm. the part. As weeks passed, the investigation into Skylar's disappearance continued. Police believe that most the most likely scenario was that she went to a house party and overdosed. Others at the party panicked and they just disposed of her body. Um, they also said that it's, it's a common occurrence. So they assume, but not really at mm-hmm. the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, but regardless, the inves- investigation carried on. Officer Jessica Colbank was assigned to the case and interviewed Sheila for the first time on July 9th. She repeated the story she had told the nieces previously about picking Skylar up at 11 and dropping her off down the road from their apartment about a half hour, 45 minutes later. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Her demeanor during the interview was suspicious to Colbank. She stated that there was no emotion and the tone in her voice was very cold. Rachel was also interviewed and Colbank took notice of how nervous she was while they spoke, which because she was at her catholic camp it was over the phone so it was mm-hmm. just kind of with rachel it was just hearing
1: mm-hmm. um, hearing the she nurse. was. yeah mm-hmm.
0: uh colbank stated quote their stories were verbatim they were exactly the same mm. no one's story is exactly the same unless nope. it's rehearsed
1: correct
0: uh-huh everything in my gut was sheila is acting wrong rachel is scared to death When the footage was pulled from the security camera at the time, they only watched that time frame when the mystery car pulled up and Skylar got in. But then they were like, hmm, maybe we should go back to the time that Sheila had said to Mm -hmm. see her leave at that point. Well, shockingly enough, there was no car that came around at 11 o'clock. The only car that they seen was the one that came um, at 1230. So it's hmm. like, all right, well, something, something's not matching up.
1: You were the last people to take her away from the house. So what do you know that you're not telling us?
0: Right, 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 exactly. Watching the footage and noticing that. And then along with cell phone records, proved that Sheila and Rachel were lying about what happened the night that they saw Skylar. Police told Dave and Mary that the girls had to be, Keeping this a secret. There's mm-hmm. no way. State Trooper Chris Berry, who was also assigned to the case, always believed that any murderer could not conceal what they had done for very long. In some cases, they'd even brag about what they'd done. He had a feeling that this was going to be one of those cases and believed that Rachel and Sheila would come to confess in time. Mm. In the meantime, Sheila and Rachel began hearing things on social media that made them nervous. Some people on Twitter outright accused them of having committed the murder and told them that it was only a matter of time before they'd be caught.
1: Shit. I I didn't know that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. While they were still investigating, they were still bringing the girls in constantly. Uh, mm. for interviews, trying to get anything else that they could get out of them. But in doing this, the two became more secluded from their other friends and just relied on each other.
1: Mm.
0: Jessica Colbank watched and rewatched the security footage from the night Skyler went missing Together, any and all information that she could. But because of how grainy the video was, mm-hmm. it was so bad that they couldn't even make out like an exact make and model it was just the color and if they couldn't make out the make and model they weren't going to get a a license plate number either yeah so what they decided to do was they kind of went to like gas stations and convenience stores that were on the main drag in town to kind of Mm -hmm. see if they could Mm cross-reference what they saw on the apartment footage to see if the car passed there and guess what it did they were very smart that was
1: very smart
0: yes yes i was i don't know if
1: i would have thought of that that's very (laughs) smart that's very smart
0: nope nope i definitely wouldn't have either Hmm. they found the same car that picked up skylar near a convenience store in blackstone west virginia which was west of star city and morgantown but Mm -hmm. when they interviewed sheila and rachel they said they went East on the night of niece's disappearance, not mm. west. So they're like, "Ooh, we got them, we got them in a lie. <laughs> it still wasn't enough to charge them. Mm. They would need a confession or something more substantial, um, to finally close a case and get them, you know, and get them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And and get them. <laughs> and just and get them. The stress and strain of concealing their crime continued to take its toll on Rachel and Sheila. On December 28th, 2012, Rachel was admitted to the Chestnut Ridge Center, which was a mental health facility. She had a little bit of a breakdown. And I mean, rightfully so. That's a huge thing yeah. to keep inside. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah. On January 3rd, 2013, Rachel left straight from the hospital and went to her lawyer's office. He called the U.S. attorney's office and told them that she was willing to talk if they could work out a deal. The first three words out of her mouth were, quote, we stabbed her. From there, she went on to recount the events in detail. So I'm basically going to go over what, what she had told authorities, even though I already said most of this, but this is, yeah. this is her explanation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sheila and Skylar were always fighting. In the spring of 2012, Rachel and Sheila were in science class joking about killing Skylar when one of them actually said, no, no, we should do it. They gave each other a look of agreement and over the next month devised a plan that they'd carry out before Rachel left to go to camp. Skyler thought that they were taking a joy ride, maybe driving out to Brave, which was just across the Pennsylvania state line where they'd gone before and gotten high. So that place that I was talking about earlier, it's called mm-hmm. Brave, which is random, but it's called Brave. That is random. Yeah. <laughs> she brought her bong and Rachel had her own pipe. There, at the edge of the woods, they found a place to sit. When Skylar got up to retrieve a lighter, Rachel said, on three, and they began stabbing her from behind. Rachel was asked what, if anything, Skylar was saying, and the answer was she kept asking why. Rachel was then asked the same question, why? Why did they kill her? Her response?
1: It's gonna piss me off, isn't it?
0: Yep. Quote, well, we didn't like her. End quote. That's it. Just because they didn't like her.
1: I don't like a lot of people. Like. (laughs) I don't like a lot of people. Right. I would just straight up be a serial killer if that was the solution to every time I don't like someone.
0: Legit. That is 110% legit. Because they didn't like her. I'm sorry. That's not enough reason to do anything. That's not enough reason to. That's. No.
1: (laughs) 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 only thing that that is an excuse to do is to just stop talking to her
0: correct -er. that's the only
1: thing it gives you permission to do
0: correct and you're so younger in high school petty shit is gonna happen all the time even if you stop talking for months you could go back and revisit the friendship like it's not it's not grounds to kill your supposed best friend it's just you just didn't like her yeah yeah, because right, well. I mean, if if Charlie wanted to kill me every time I annoyed her, I'd be dead a couple of hundred times over. Okay, <laughs> a few times over,
1: yeah, a few times over.
0: But it's it's part of friendship, and these girls. i was gonna say that's
1: what happens when your friends are almost thirty years. Old.
0: Yeah, yeah, this is this is very very true. After recanting her story, Rachel took the investigators to the royal rural woods where she and Sheila had killed Skylar. Because the area was covered in snow, she couldn't remember the exact location. Even though they didn't find her body at that time, the authorities were still able to charge Rachel with murder due to her confession. Once the snow had melted a little bit, the authorities were able to go back to the spot that Rachel took them to initially to locate Skylar's body. They were successful in finding the 16-year-old's body. However, it was nearly unidentifiable. It would not be until March of 2013 that a crime lab could officially confirm that the body was that of Skylar Niece. My God. Yeah. Investigators matched blood samples in Sheila Eddy's trunk to Niece's DNA and she was arrested on May 1st, 2013 in the parking lot of a crackle, Cracker Barrel restaurant. In January of 2014, after initially pleading not guilty to charges of kidnapping, first-degree murder, and conspiracy to commit murder, Sheila changed her mind after facing additional charges. She ultimately pled guilty to first-degree murder. Although she didn't express remorse or ever issue an apology, she was sentenced to life in prison with mercy, meaning she'll be eligible for parole after only 15 years.
1: Mm.
0: yeah rachel actually did apologize and she showed remorse like she actually felt bad she regretted her actions and and the one thing that i the mm, what was it called again the show i referenced see no evil and mm. see no evil they actually showed a clip of her apologizing to her parents and for her actions on February 26, 2014, Rachel Shove pleaded guilty of second-degree murder and received a 30-year sentence and could be eligible for parole after 10 years. Dave and Mary Niece try to keep their daughter's memory alive in positive ways. They helped pass Skyler's Law in West Virginia in her memory. It establishes that Amber amber Alerts to be issued for all missing children, even if they aren't believed to have been kidnapped. <laughs> Skylar's parents also transformed the wooded area where her body was found into a memorial for her. And that is the murder of Skylar niece.
1: I don't think I ever realized, but now that you say it, I it's something that I think I kind of knew. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I ever realized that Amber alerts are only issued when the child was ki- like is possibly kidnapped. Mm-hmm. Has that officially changed?
0: Only in West Virginia.
1: Interesting.
0: Yeah, I didn't know that either. I thought that Amber Alerts were just missing. Anyone missing? Yeah, but apparently not. Um, Apparently Hmm. not. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Very Very interesting.
0: Jinx. (laughs) (laughs) me a kook. But yeah, that's, that's the story. And like I said, thank you, Laura, again for uh, bringing that back to our attention cuz i i know i've heard the story before but i didn't know the details and mm-hmm. as um as i was researching and writing the story it reminded me so much of the story that i did back in the day of um shonda Cher. yep it's almost the exact same thing yeah and it's a shame it's it's yeah. a shame i
1: was getting this one confused with the one where the girls killed their friend because of the Babadook.
0: mm yeah no no, slender
1: man slender man slender man yeah yeah, yeah. baba duke (laughs) very different people very different (laughs) things whatever they are yeah god teenage girls are so fucked man
0: literally and i think it's even worse now because of social media
1: oh yeah Um,
0: oh yeah (laughs) but back in our day social media was considered passing notes in the hall yeah because not everybody had a cell phone so not everybody could text and it was just it was so mm-hmm. primitive and it was wonderful
1: <laughs> it the was most anybody wonderful. had at all was aim yeah i or yep. just like signing into aol and going to like chat rooms and shit mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: but like you didn't
1: have you didn't have like the forums that you have now where you can like nope. post shit about people on facebook or nope, you know have like anti this person campaigns on twitter and shit uh-huh. Man.
0: Mm-hmm. social media poisoned the world
1: yeah. To quote my chemical romance, teenagers scare the living shit out of me.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes. And what they're capable of. Yeah. Unreal. Mm. Unreal.
1: That's an awful, awful story.
0: It is. It really is. It made me very sad. It's almost.
1: Well, no, I mean, I don't even think this is like controversial to say. I was going to say it's almost more awful because of the fact that there's like actually no good reason. Not that they're not that there would have been a reason good enough. That's right. what I'm saying. You know, that's what right. I'm saying. Not that there would have been a reason good enough, but like we just didn't like her. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. No. That's,
0: that's, no. (laughs) That's not how the world works. That's not how the world
1: works. People are just gonna, you're gonna just not like people. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's why like the fact that they're eligible for parole and I really hope that it doesn't happen is Mm -hmm. exactly that reason because there was no reason. Like you could at least find, some sort of slight justification if there was Mm -hmm. at least some sort of like well she stole my boyfriend again not saying that that would be okay or acceptable reason right but the yeah like the unhinged psychoticness of we just i just didn't like her Mm -hmm. i'm sorry does not does not compute no no not (laughs) even not even a little bit Mm -mm. Yeah, and you're 100 right. Like, how many times in passing you're like, "Oh my god, I could fucking kill her."
0: Yes, yes, and I mean, it shouldn't be something you say so loosely. Correct. But it's not something that anybody takes seriously because it's said so often. Correct. It you know, actually like,
1: becomes like a like it's become just like
0: a thing, a throwaway a anecdote. Yeah. yeah, We
1: just didn't like her.
0: Oh, okay. And it's fun. It, it's not funny. Um, in my recent. Uh, as i was researching i was finding pictures uh-huh and this one website oh what was it hold on let me see if i still have it up which i think i do and i'm actually using this website a lot for um the pictures because the pictures she posted are fantastic mm. it's called skylerneesmurder.com mm. and it, she has a very good breakdown as well but in the she posted a picture of their initial Mugshots,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then they retook the mugshots in like i want to say 2017 and like their hair is all blown out and they have makeup on and they're actually smiling and she's like wow prison's doing them good i died yeah i died well not i didn't literally die <laughs> i did not literally die yeah but i was just like damn damn now nah, the the and honestly uh, it was also said that they found skylar's diary and she had an she had an entree i was about to say entree i'm an asshole she had an entry in her diary that said that she had witnessed the two girls have sexual relations Mm. and she didn't leave the room because she didn't want them to get in trouble Mm. and it was At one point, they thought that they had killed her because she knew of their sexual relationship. Mm. And when her parents found that out, they're like, she's an ally. She has one of her best one of her best guy friends are gay. It's not Mm -hmm. it's not about that. Right. So it was your own insecurities that you thought she was going to out you. It had nothing to do with her. But apparently, according to Rachel, though, no, they just didn't like her. Had nothing to do with the fact that she witnessed their actions,
1: so yeah, Ugh. that's it. That's it. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. All right. Well, thank <laughs> you, Joey, for telling that story. Thank you, Lauren, for suggesting it. Great job. Thanks, you, thank you I did want to just really quickly mention mention this is something we posted on our Instagram the other day. Instagram. Yeah, I like to uh abbreviate things differently than other people do. Um <laughs> I see so on that. our on our Instagram, <laughs> I did post the story that Adnan Sayed has been released from prison.
0: Yes, yes.
1: Um, which is just bonkers cuckoo bananas. I, I I just didn't expect that that was actually something that was going to actually happen.
0: Nope.
1: Um, you know, I, I think I posted it, it was uh I actually replied to a comment on the Instagram <laughs> and I I posted that. I feel really bad for Haman Lee's family because, you know, here you have this belief that justice has been served. You can, you know, you've put her to rest, you know, that type of a thing. And of course we all know, like, there's no such thing as closure, but that justice, that, that feeling of justice for the family. And now all of a sudden it's being thrown back up into question again. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, that doesn't mean that a person who is very possibly innocent should be in jail for a crime that they didn't commit. Right. Um, and again, I'm not an expert by any means. I know that my opinion is shared by most people that I don't believe that Anand San committed the murder. Agreed. Um, and there apparently is plenty of evidence to the contrary and pos- two possible other suspects that haven't been looked into yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and no, that's not to say that he won't be retried again right um, because they could still bring charges uh you know reprocess but uh yeah it's just really interesting very
0: very it's crazy it's it's crazy yeah. mm-hmm. it is absolutely like you said banana sandwich yes banana sandwich mm-hmm.
1: banana sandwich banana i was sandwich. trying to explain to my boyfriend the other day like why everybody's going crazy about it so it's like <laughs> did you hear he's like no and I'm like did you ever hear of this crime it's like
0: no I'm like,
1: all right. <laughs> I'm like well when when Serial first did this that was like the first true crime podcast it was like 2014 mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm. it was a and, yeah yeah I'm that. like
1: it's the it was the resurgence of true crime as a genre mm-hmm. like and is the reason why true crime podcasts really even exist anymore is because of Serial's uh, coverage over the Adnan Sayed case right
0: right and I'm like and now like
1: all of <laughs> all of true crime People are freaking out.
0: Mm-hmm. It's a big deal. It is, it is a big, big deal.
1: deal. It is a big deal.
0: He wouldn't understand anyway. He wouldn't get even, it. Even if he did know, he'd be like, and yeah. yeah. You think you know, but you have no idea. No. Nope. No. Nope. This yeah. is a diary, of Britney Spears.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going with. Uh, wasn't that Real World? I think you know, but you have no idea. No. No. It was diary. It was hey, diary. It was yeah. diary on MTV. Shut yeah. up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> All right. so yeah, so that's obviously something that everybody's going to be keeping a good close eye on. Is, Absolutely, is that thing, and I know that Serial just released like a fifteen-minute episode the other day to oh, nice. I didn't just see cover that. like that piece of it. Uh-huh. I didn't get to listen to it yet, but I did. I did hear okay. that. So, yeah. yes. crazy, crazy, but- very much. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening to tonight's episode of Bed Crime Stories. As we tell you all the time, we appreciate all of you so much. We love you all so much. We hope nothing but care and love for each and every single one of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. truthfully, like, you know, take care of one another and and we always say, be kind to one another. Mm-hmm. Um, You can find us on social media, on the instagram <laughs> or Bed oh my Crime God. Stories. <laughs> Bed Crime <laughs> Stories on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can email us, story suggestion, pod at gmail.com. Like, rate, review, subscribe wherever you are listening to today's podcast. Mm-hmm, Tell mm-hmm. a friend, pass along the love and the joy. Yeah, be safe out there, guys. If you're in the uh, Gulf region of the United States. We are recording this before Hermine is like a possible thing. She just became a tropical storm as we were yes. recording tonight. Yes. So, um, you know, hopefully we made it out on the other side. Yes. And we're still here. We haven't floated floated away. <laughs> so yeah, but be safe, be good, be kind, and uh, we will talk to you all next week. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Yeah.